Pearl's Robin LeBaron on this week's For New Guru. Hello out there in podcast world. This is Renew Gurus, your source for all things energy policy and politics in Missouri and beyond. I'm Renew Missouri Executive Director James Owen coming to you live on tape from Renew Missouri's palatial studios in North Columbia, beautiful North Columbia. Also joining me from the palatial Renew Missouri studios is our producer and campaign coordinator, program yes. coordinator, director. Yes. yes. Director of programs. <laughs> yes. How happy, are you? Happy to be here. Oh, I'm yeah. glad you're gracing us with your presence in the office. And we've had a bustling office this morning. So it's, oh. it's great to have. Yeah, that's pretty passive aggressive there, Philip. You make it sound like I'm never here. Never now here. you're just always in the Capitol, you know, going all oh, around. Oh, the that's, state, oh, that's true. <laughs> saving uh, Missouri, you know. So, yeah, we did, uh, you know, before we get to our guests, I guess I should point out because we do have a very big guest and we have a lot of exciting stuff to talk about today, but we did have our Missouri Solar Day in the Capitol this past week. I am putting a timestamp on this podcast. Sorry, Philip. I know we always try to stop, not do that, but we did have MOSIA, the Missouri Solar Energy Industry Association. We had about 12 of their members going around the Capitol, talking to their lawmakers, talking to members of the uh, Downsizing Government Committee, because we understand this is not news I can confirm yet, but the House version of the HOA solar bill that would restrict homeowner associations from banning solar will be heard in the Downsizing Government um, Committee on Wednesday at noon central. So even though that has been passed by the Senate, the Senate version has been passed and is heading to the House. If any of you have listened to us talk about the legislature, legislature, there are usually two uh, components of each bill, one in the House, one in the Senate. The Senate is moved to the House House version is still in the House awaiting hearing. We think that hearing is going to be this Wednesday and will be there. And if you are a homeowner in a homeowner association who's had trouble with your HOA, we'd like for you to be there to talk about it too, because there's nothing more than lawmakers like than real people, as opposed to me, a fake lobbyist <laughs> coming to talk about this legislation. They really do. They do. They do want to hear from people who have like actually had this experience. And we have uh, Renew Missouri has worked uh, with homeowners on that, and um, to some degree been successful in trying to individually fight HOAs uh, from prohibiting solar. But this would be a law that would make that necessary. Speaking of homes. We have, um, I, I am very excited to have our guest. I want to, I want to, I don't think that was a very smooth transition to our guest, uh, but, uh, <laughs> but we are talking about homes today because we have got, I swear, I feel like this is all I've worked on. I know that's not true because I've had to uh, work on other things when we're doing this, but I have, um, we are, are going to unveil a new program that Renew Missouri is working on that we've been working on since last spring. We've been working on this for almost a year. And one of the people that have been extremely instrumental in getting this to the point where we can be public about it is our guest, Robin LeBaron of Pearl. Is it Pearl certification, Robin? Am I getting that name right? You are. That's perfect. Robin, you are coming to us from the city that never sleeps. That's it. It's the borough I mean, that never sleeps. That's the borough. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if like when we say the, the city that never sleeps, we're talking about Manhattan and we're talking about New York as a as a as a as a larger subset, but you're in Brooklyn, New York. How do we do that? How do we do that with New York? Is that you you're in New York? You know, and I'm usually in Manhattan. I tell people okay. I'm upstate Manhattan, 
but um, <laughs> more, more than our listeners need to read, but yeah. our apartment's being renovated and I'm camping out in the great state of Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> and I know why it never sleeps because there's a coffee shop on every single corner. It is, it is the hot. I mean, I was there a couple of years ago. That is, man, that place is hot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's really fun. It, it really is. It's a neat place to be. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. So Robin, um, so kind of, I'm not really sure because I want to introduce you and I want to introduce your company and I want to introduce what you do, but I mean, I feel compelled to kind of let some of our listeners know. Um, and we have talked about this a little bit in email um, over the past 11, 10, 11 months uh, that Renew Missouri has been in the process. We, we were contacted by the Department of Natural Resources the Missouri Department of Natural Resources last spring. They were trying to develop they had developed a green building registry, which was essentially this idea that if you're a homeowner and you uh, were wanting to, you know, create some marketability for your home, whether or not you wanted to increase its value or put it on the market, one of the things that could be done is, you know, you get some energy audits done, you get a certification that says that your home has a certain amount of energy savings, and the idea would be that was going to ultimately be integrated with the marketing that goes into real estate, you know, through your realtor and that sort of thing. They were wanting to find a not-for-profit to help take that over and do that statewide. They had a program in the city of Columbia. We were maybe one of the few ones crazy enough to want to do it. Uh, we, we, we partnered with them to do that. And then along the way, I met you and your company <laughs> and, and what you were able to do uh, was, was really, um, you know, really kickstart this thing into making this like this concept and this kind of very good foundation that the state had come up with into what we think is a larger reality. And I know this is really uh, like a, not an, a, a perfect way to establish this, but I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Trust me. Let me, <laughs> so Robin, <laughs> so Robin, let's start with this. Robin, tell us, you are the CEO and president of Pearl Certification, correct? I am the president. My, my co-founder and partner is CEO. Okay. Yep. Okay. So tell us a little bit about what your company is and what they do for, well, what they do in general. I would be delighted. And, you know, we sort of met through a speed dating process anyway. So I think your intro <laughs> uh, works out pretty much perfectly. But, if you know me, you know I'm very spastic, so this is like very normal. <laughs> it, 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 it was that was a good transition, I think. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it was a good James transition. Yeah. So, you know what? Why don't I wind up and I'll just I'll tell you two or three things about my background because that helps me set up why why we ended up with Pearl and the why of Pearl as well as the what. Um, mm -hmm. I was born and raised in Canada, and I came to. Um, New York about 30 years ago to do a degree in anthropology, which I, I don't always say, but it's true. And then you have a PhD to, in it. Uh, real quick, you have a PhD in anthropology. I do a PhD in anthropology. That's true. And I came here to do the PhD and I was originally yeah. going to go to uh, Mexico. And then somebody invited me up to the South Bronx. And the, this was back in the 90s. And the South Bronx was an amazing landscape. There were there were blocks that were just literally abandoned buildings and nothing more. I've I've read Bonfire of the Vanities. It's, I know <laughs> that was that was really it. And yeah. I, my understanding is that that was not you know the St. Louis went through a similar experience. So very much so. Right. So probably close yeah. to home for a bunch of listeners. But the South Bronx was really rough around the edges in those days. Yeah. But there were really neat folks who were uh, basically the landlords had walked away. So these people had taken over their buildings. They started by pooling the rent and um, uh, deciding that they were going to pay for heating oil. 
And then they started fixing it up. And then they went down to the city and said, well, could we get title to this building? Because nobody else wants it. So that had led to this kind of interesting squatter co-op movement where people were taking over buildings, fixing them up, trying to fix up the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, why am I going to Mexico when there's all this exciting stuff happening in my backyard? So yeah. in, that ended up being a 15-year career where I uh, worked with nonprofit organizations to build, manage, and fix up abandoned buildings and eventually build new ones as well. Wow. And I loved that stuff. It was really, really fun. I never left the Bronx in East Harlem, um, huh. but it was it, it, the, my idea of a big trip was going down to, to downtown to the housing department. Um, <laughs> But it was it was a really rich, enjoying life. And then 2008 happened, and 2008 wiped out all of the financing oh. sources to build because yeah. that that industry is basically built on tax credits. And at that point in history, nobody had any tax liability they wanted to shield. Yeah. So there was no development for four years, and you know that would have been okay. Um, but a friend of mine called me up and said, "Would you like to do what was effectively national energy efficiency policy for the Obama administration?" And I thought, "Oh yeah, that is something I really want to do." Yeah. So I ended up being one of the two co-founders of a national nonprofit. And this is where the Pearl part comes in because we mm-hmm. were tasked with trying to figure out how do you get residential energy to f- efficiency to scale? And what that means is that, you know, you, all of you listeners, you could probably look around your home and your eyes would light on 10 different ways where you could make your home uh, more energy efficient. Mm-hmm. So you cut your energy bills. And in the process of doing that, you would also probably make your home more healthy and more comfortable and more safe. And so, you know, you can make all these improvements to your home and you can lower your bills. Sometimes all of this stuff pays for itself. So the question on Department of Energy's mind is, all right, if this is such a no brainer, how come nobody does it? (laughs) Because, you know, (laughs) this costs between five and maybe $20,000 at the upper end or more if you're doing some really. um, Yeah high-end stuff. And, you know, I would say that of every thousand individuals who have that sort of disposable income, you know, maybe one or two will spend it on energy upgrade and the other 998 will go to Mexico or the Caribbean or Hawaii for a vacation. Sure. You know, they'll, they'll spend on college or I'm not saying it's, they, they have good uses for it, but it doesn't go to those renovations. So the whole task of of my job at, at, at my previous job was to figure out, all right, how do we motivate consumers to realize that this really makes sense and this is a good thing to do? And I'm talking a lot, so I'm going to be quiet. No, this is great, by the way. I love hearing the story. <laughs> this, is, this is getting to the punchline, right? So yeah. I spent a long time thinking about this stuff. Um, and I worked on really, let's, let's say, uh, interestingly interesting stuff like utility um, cost effectiveness testing and data standards and all sorts of things that I felt might move the needle. But the thing that I kept on coming back to was if all of these things that you could do in your home, and they're things like replacing your um, air conditioner or your heating system with high efficiency models, insulating your attic, insulating your basements, um, insulating your rim joists, air sealing, just that kind of stuff that's, that's not honestly terribly sexy. If all of that stuff was actually sexy, if all of it was as exciting as a granite countertop or a master bedroom or a pool, a time of sale, so that the person's walking through the house and they're going, wow, that is really awesome rim joint insulation. Or I I can't believe you have, you know, that that low blower door number, or just look at all those shiny mechanicals and I can tell those ducts were sealed correctly, right? Like (laughs) that that's Pearl's dream. But but the thing is that even though that sounds super nerdy. People should do that because that's what's going to make the difference in their home. 
Like that's that will make the difference between their kids having asthma or not, having dust all over the place, yeah. um, having high heating bills or low heating bills. Like, all right, I know it's nerdy, but you want to care about this stuff. So it will probably make more impact on your quality of life over the over the long term than your open pl floor plan and your granite countertops. Yeah, yeah, because those are trendy. And I mean, and, and to me, like, yeah, what you're talking about, the health benefits, the savings on your utility bill, and maybe even there's a little bit of altruism that some people on the real estate market might see a value of reducing how much carbon your house has to pump out to keep it hot or cold. That is absolutely true. We see that a lot. I mean, I, uh, millennials in particular, yeah, interested in, in making socially conscious purchases, but yeah, mm -hmm. you get that all over. Yeah. And, and so, and, and I mean, and again, and I, and I think it's kind of is what kind of sort of drawing me to this idea and this concept. And that's why you and I started talking was because Look, in Missouri right now, and we talk about this a lot, the utility companies are doing a really, really good job, or at least the, the big ones are, Ameren and Evergy and the, and the major and, you know, the major population centers of the state. They're doing a really good job of engaging in energy efficiency. We have laws that make it uh, you know, uh, beneficial financially for them to do that, and they're taking advantage of it, um, and regulators are letting them, and it's good. Uh, where I think there might be some disconnect is, you know, you know, they market this to their customers. They try to like incentivize them to engage in this. And also I want to make sure this is another thing I always have to do as a precursor when we're talking about energy efficiency. Remember folks, energy efficiency is not when you walk out of a room and turn off your light. That's energy conservation. Energy efficiency is taking the <clears throat> nuts and bolts of your house or your business and looking at the uh, products and appliances and, you know, trying to figure out how to use those things to reduce your demand that you're that you in, you have to have to 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 operate your home or your business. That's the difference. That's what we're talking about here. With that said, Aaron and Evergy do a good job with that. But for me, uh, in Renew Missouri, I'm always trying to figure out how do you make this more appealing to the public. You've got to give them a reason to want to do this. I mean, you can talk about lower utility bills, you can talk about health benefits, and we do talk about all those things. But then I thought, well, you know, whenever I've looked at a house, I've always, I've lived in two places, I've owned houses in two towns in, 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 in Missouri, both have municipal utilities where I can go and look up the utility bill, no problem, for like multiple years before um, I owned it. And that was something I looked at. I've always looked at that. Um, and I just wondered, I think, I have to think that if, if you're looking at the fixed cost of operating your home, your utility bill is going to be a big part of that. Right, Robin? Well, you know, it's funny. We just did a um, panel of, of uh, home buyers and homeowners just to get a sense of how they think about energy efficiency in what we call high performing homes. Mm -hmm. Stuff that's not technically efficient, but it's 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 related in that it makes your home perform better. And one of the interesting findings was that if you're a veteran home buyer, absolutely what you just said you pay really close attention to what what the utility bills are going to be. But a lot of first time home buyers don't know and don't have a sense of how mm. to get access to that information. So it does. There is some variability there. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, you know, so with that in mind, thinking about like, how do you make energy efficiency more appealing to people? That's when this green building registry that the state of Missouri had been working on with city of Columbia and they're trying to make it statewide. And, and there were, I mean, again, there's a lot of work that was put into it, a lot of things that 
oh, you know, I think could have, you know, you know, really, really could have, you know, we needed some, some tweaking, some improvements and that sort of thing. And so I was trying to figure out um, initially, like, well, how can we get this to be something that works with the utility companies? Like, you know, the utility companies like Ameren and Evergy, where you've got big markets like Kansas City, St. Louis, St. Joseph, Jefferson City, those places are covered by Ameren's and Evergy service territory. Uh, that's where we should start. And eventually, like, make this go further out. And I learned uh, in some of the energy efficiency work that uh, was being done by Ameren and Evergy, they had contractors that were working with Pearl. And they said, you should talk to Pearl. So I talked to Pearl. And you, you kind of, like, queued this up, but kind of, you know, kind of talking about conceptually what you all are doing. I mean, what is it? <clears throat> I mean, you've talked about like what kind of is, has, has driven you to the point where you're, you're this business now, but what is it that when you are engaged in the activities of your businesses that, that you do? So I, I got a whole new way to explain this, James. You are going to be the oh. first person. You and, and the audience listening are going to be the first All person. All 10 of you. <laughs> yep. About this, uh, this new way to explain the, um, uh, the pro business model. Because yeah. here's the way I would think about it is that um, what we really want to do is change the market. So again, mm -hmm. think about your, you're selling your home and we want you to th think about positioning your home, which you just upgraded. You put in, did all that stuff. I said, you put in the attic insulation, you have a new HVAC system, and you're now going to actively sell, um, position your home on the market to really highlight those features as well as everything else. We, we know I'll get into this later, but just take my word for it right now, that buyers will pay more for these things if they know they're there. Right. So the core of what Pearl is doing is making all of that stuff visible at the time of sale. And not only visible, but making it kind of explainable and understandable and interesting and relatable. That point about first-time home buyers, you know, it's mm -hmm. all kind of new. You're negotiating a whole process. What, what Pearl does is explain um, with these certification reports, which are in full color and have detail and um, try to make all of this stuff friendly and interesting. Uh, these are the high performing features in the home and this is why you should care and this is why it's going to make a difference to the rest of your life in, in this home. And when you put that in front of a buyer, they will pay more and they will be excited and the, the home will probably sit in the market for less time. Yeah. That's the core thing that Pearl does. Yeah. Maybe I should stop there and, and, and see if there's any questions, but there's one other big Pearl thing, the big thing that Pearl does that I want to add to it. But Do that. Let's talk about that other big thing. All right, so the other big thing, this goes, this brings the story back to you, is that what we found is that that is not enough. So it's really important. It really makes a difference at the time of sale. But what you really need to do is make sure that that certification report fits into a, you could call it like a market ecosystem or just a market where there are people who are friendly and able to receive it, understand it, and use it. Uh -huh. So what that means is that you need real estate agents who can understand and talk about this and market it effectively. You need appraisers who understand what the hell they're seeing when they get one of these reports. And the really crucial thing, you need contractors to actually make these improvements in the homes in the first place so that there's some supply of these coming onto the market. Because if there's no, if there are no homes to be certified, none of this matters. It's right. It's, it's not even tree falling in the forest. There just is no tree. <laughs> yeah. So so what we do is create a network of very high qual uh, high quality qual qualified contractors um, who will make these upgrades to the home 
and then we connect uh, the homeowner to those contractors and to the real estate agents who can sell her home and who can help get the qualified appraiser. So it's really creating a kind of uh, uh, market ecosystem and creating a sort of cycle so that a homeowner who's interested in making these improvements has resources at every step of the journey. And all of that's anchored by our online platform, which is called Green Door. So you, the homeowner, can log in, you can find your certification report, you can search for contractor, you can search for real estate agent, you can get expert advice on how to make improvements on your home. And I guess I didn't say this, but the Pearl system is this system with points. And if you get enough points, you get silver or gold. Right. So you, can, you can use that as a way to level up and, um, and get silver and gold. And the reason we loved meeting you, James, and loved working with you and loved working with um, uh, the opportunity to work with that program that Missouri DNR had stood up is because I think you put together a really important piece of this whole infrastructure. Right, which was the green building registry you started out talking to, because that's a big piece of making homes visible at time of sale. So it, it was exciting to walk in and already have a piece of that already built. Yeah. Uh, yes. And, and yeah, and so because, and I think that's what the opportunity presented itself as, because we are, you know, as everyone listening or everyone who might be listening to this will probably figure out we're pretty small, not for profit. We don't have a lot of bandwidth, but one of the things that we are, we are mission. Our mission is geared towards making energy efficiency effective for all Missourians. <clears throat> and however, whatever approach we got to do to do that, uh, we'll do. And I think this is a good opportunity because I kind of want to see if you can take us through like, like that first part you're talking about. Like, let's say I'm a homeowner, Jefferson City. Ameren is my electric uh, utility. Uh, how am I going to come? How are you? Or how am I going to come across you and get this work done on my house? Can we kind of go through that process? Great setup. And, um, you know, we're going to be discussing this in your palatial headquarters uh, next week. Um, <laughs> well, but I, I think a big part of the answer starts with Renew Missouri and us working together. And uh, my hope would be working with the utilities and maybe some cities out there to get the yeah. word out. So if you're the, if you're the uh, homeowner in Jefferson City, you're hearing on the radio or through social media or whatever that there's an opportunity to improve your home. And the benefits are not only that you're going to do all those things that I talked about before, you're going to save money, you're going to have a more comfortable house, yeah. but you're going to be able to get it certified. And it's going to be a great investment because when you're, when you sell, you can recapture that value. So a, a first point of exposure might be some sort of marketing that we're going to do together. Right. It might also be your contractor. You might have, and, and this is a really important point for us. So let's say um, uh, you know that your air conditioner isn't working properly. And you're thinking, right. all right, before the, the cooling season comes out, let me get somebody out to have a look at it. And the contractor says, you know, I actually belong to this Pearl certification network. We're one of a very few, they have really high qualification standards. So you know we're a good contractor. Let us talk to you about installing a really good piece of equipment and doing it the right way. And, you know, we can even talk to you about other things you could do. And the wonderful thing, uh, you know, Mr. and Ms. Smith, is that over time, these things will save you money. Um, so that's a really good thing. And they'll add all these other benefits to your home. The even better thing is that because we work with Pearl Certification, when we leave, we're going to give you documentation. You will want to hang on to that and give it to your real estate agent when you sell. And that's going to help you recover a chunk of what you invested here today with us. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, I, you know, and I, and I think when you talk about like saving money in the future, like, okay, so one of the things you do, you train contractors, you work with contractors, you're developing a contractor network. Yep. Yeah. 
Yep. And that's, it's a really important part of this whole puzzle, but go on. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, you are working on that in Missouri as we speak. Correct. And you have partners that work on that. And we, you know, we have some of the same partners that we work with. I know like, you know, people like Elevate and people like that. Um, And so, and you also are teaching classes. I know there's like, you're teaching classes for real estate professionals, as well as appraisers, contractors. I mean, so you're, you're putting in time and effort to get people trained to, to know what to look for in your house. That's it. Yep. Yeah. So let's say this contractor comes there because I mean, the thing is like, let's say you are an Ameren customer or let's say you're a Columbia water and light customer like I am, and you can take advantage of a low to no interest loan program as I did when I um, replaced my air conditioner last year. Um, And you, I mean, so you are, so you are, you are going to be getting incentives. Hopefully if you're in a good um, if you're in a good utility that has incentives and financing, you can you can do that cheaply, or that can make it be made easier. But we're not working with that part. But what what Renew Missouri has done, like let's say with Ameren and Evergy and and soon to be Liberty Empire, is you know we've got programs where you can pay back these improvements to your bill. It's pay as you save. We hope that people who are participating in pay as you save will be participating in this too. <laughs> Um, so, so then, okay. So when you have these contractors go out there and they make these replacements, when you talk about gold and and silver certification, I mean, what is it that when you're doing that certification, how do you determine the difference between like a gold and a silver or something that doesn't meet one of those criteria? I mean, like, what are you looking at when you're, when you're trying to do that? yeah, that, that's a great question. And it, it we get pretty building sciencey and, and nerdy around this. So we have get this a yeah. 1200 point system to how many? <laughs> right, 1200 points. Um, get them now, folks, okay. uh, to evaluate your home. That's two zeros. <laughs> that is two zeros. We, we originally started at 1000. And then we realized, oh, no, we need a whole other 200 points. So um, this is what happens when building and you know, we, we because we're a lot of us are energy efficiency people. We get really yeah. passionate about you know what should get points and what should not and how many points. Yeah. But think about it this way, James. You can think about your home in terms of four buckets. So yep. the first one is your envelope, right? It's just it's what it what keeps the um, your home the right temperature in the winter or the summer. Keeps the heat or the cold out depending on what you don't like. Mm. Right. Um, so that's the shell. It's the windows, the walls, the the attic, uh, etc. And then yeah. you've got your heating and cooling system. Yep. Uh, your HVAC system. Then you've got what we call base load, and we got to find a better word for it because, boy, is that boring. But effectively, that's the stuff that runs all the time. Oh. Right? Like the water heater, the fridge, the lights, all of the stuff that's just, it's on, it's not seasonal. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's we do of, need to come up with a better name for that. Maybe we should have a contest. I, I love that. Yeah. Let's, in fact, you could you could invite your listeners to call in and come up with a better word than baseload. Oh, you know what it made me think of is an old joke where you call someone and ask if their refrigerator is running. <laughs> Better go catch it. <laughs> How far? Sorry, are you? that's not helpful. Okay, so you got baseload, you got envelope, you got your HVAC and cooling. So what's the fourth uh, bucket? The last one is a new. This is a new techie one. It's what we call management and planning. So increasingly, there are all these smart devices that can help you monitor your home. And increasingly, they are really good at saving energy. So we all know about the Nest thermostat. That's, yeah. that's a great example. Right. But I don't, 
this is something that we should talk about, but you may have uh, demand response programs in, in um, right, exactly. So that's yeah. a really nifty way to save energy. And if you care about your carbon footprint, it's actually a really neat way to, to um, address carbon issues. Evergy has that. We're still waiting on Ameren to fully deploy their, you know, kind of smart meters, but like Evergy has done that. And so we're working on that pretty closely. Yeah. Some of those technologies are really cool. I mean, I realize yeah. that the fridge can tell you when you're running out of eggs and that's fine, but these smart devices can do a whole bunch of other stuff as well. So, so that's cool. So each one of these buckets, like we weigh them by climate zone, like heating stuff is obviously more important in cold climates. Cooling stuff is obviously more important in, in warm climates. Base load right. is what really matters in San Diego because they have a perfect temperature. Um, and then basically the more efficient stuff you have, the more points you get. Yeah. Practically and, every and those, no, those four buckets, you're looking at over a thousand points total. Correct. Yep. You can categorize them in those four different things. That's right. Right. Maximum of say 300 points for your heating and cooling system and 400 points for your envelope as an example. As an example. And like, so to be like silver or gold, I mean, I mean, you know, one thing I've, I always know, I like, I have this example. I know we don't have a visual element here, but I always like pull this out. I have my certification from Columbia Water and Light. It says I am 86% uh, percentage of your home's energy efficiency potential with 100% being the most efficient, um, which I think is pretty good. I mean, I think like in order for me to have 100%, it would be like some insanely yeah. expensive process. Yeah. yeah. So I'm never going to get 100%, unfortunately. Um, but, you know, I mean, our, but like when you talk about gold and silver, I mean, like, like, let's say you're like a single family home uh, in Jefferson City. We'll stick with that um, example. And I mean, like, you know what? I mean, so to be good, to be good, to save people money and to like be something that we think is marketable and sexy, you know, to get that ultimate goal that we want uh, this energy savings to be something that's as exciting as a granite countertop. I mean, what are you looking at doing? I mean, you're looking at obviously having upgraded like things like HVAC systems and things like that. But what else is there that you think is really helpful to, to people in, a, in a, just a traditional home? You know, these are great questions, James. And I think a really good thing for us all to think about is the fact that most homes in the U.S., from a performance or from an energy perspective, to use a technical term, suck. And they really, they sort of literally suck, right? Like, yeah, they they do. that's right. Uh, so, they either uh, suck or blow, right? <laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. In fact, maybe I should start using that, um, yeah. <laughs> um, depending on the audience. But yeah. <laughs> No, that that's exactly it. So, the the technology and the the knowledge of how to build buildings or how to uh, retrofit buildings has advanced so much. Just over, in fact, it's advanced so much over the years I've been in this industry, which is you know ten to fifteen. Um, but really, there's kind of a, a moment in the around late '90s, early 2000s, where stuff really starts to accelerate. But most of the housing stock in the U.S. was built before that. And I think that's I think Missouri has a lot of, of older homes, so that would definitely mm -hmm. be true for a lot of the listeners. Mm -hmm. uh, like the same in, in New York State, yeah. same in parts of Canada where I grew up. I grew up in a 1930s farmhouse, so that, oh, wow. that, one, that really did suck and blow. Probably drafty, yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, and we had a wood stove. I mean, it, yeah. it, it, it was something else. Um, <laughs> now, where was I going with that? Oh, so so there's a old houses, old houses, right, right, right. And you yeah. you would ask the really good question: What do you do to improve it? 
Yeah. And so the baseline point is just for most people, there is a lot of scope for improvement. But the, I think that the 1930s home is a little bit of a distraction because the truth is, if you live in a home that's built in the 1980s or 1990s, you know, it looks nice. It's probably in good shape. Mm -hmm. yeah. but there's still a lot of stuff that you could do. You would, you would, you as a homeowner would probably be surprised at how much you could do. So to get to James's question, all right, that's fine, Robin. What are the things I could do? I would start with the envelope. Yeah. Um, start with attic insulation, especially again in, in Missouri where you've you've got uh, cold winters. I know because James tells me about them when we get on the phone. If you can, I've always, if, yeah, because it's when my daycare is closed. <laughs> it's, it, this this winter sounded a little bit rough. So yeah. <laughs> insulate your attic. If your contractor yeah. um, um, sees there's a, a reasonable way to do it, insulate your walls. Uh, make sure your basement, I talked about rim joists, all of that insulation. And then really crucial, make sure that your home is something called air sealed. Mm -hmm. And this is probably something that, that most folks haven't ho heard of, but your home is probably really leaky. And I say that and you probably think, oh yeah, I know there's some drafts around my windows and my doors. That typically isn't it. You have much bigger holes hidden around hidden where nobody would ever think about them. Like where? So, like uh, what's an example of that? So if you've got a one of those bump out windows in your um, in your living room, like a bay window, oh yeah, that's out mm -hmm. by about a foot. The yeah. chances are really good that underneath there's just a gaping hole that allows air to flow in and out. There may be some insulation, there may be something there, but it hasn't. You know that Tyvek wrap? That's basically air sealing, right? Oh. Those sort of plastic wraps that look yeah. Like, look like the home is swaddled as they're being put up. So yeah. that's a really good place for a contractor to miss. Mm -hmm. And if that that um, rash is not there, then yeah. you just have this current of air going in and out. And you're, With a you're big standing, window over it too. Like, and, I mean, yeah. And, and, and this is the thing, right? Like you're standing near the window and you're thinking the window's really drafty. No, it's not actually the window. It's that space right underneath the window. Oh yeah, I would not have thought of that. That's interesting, okay. And you yeah. get a lot of other stuff like that. Um, places in the home where there are joins, you know, dropped soffits. There, there's all sorts of opportunities for, another one is is um, flues and chases, right? Like anything that's yeah. up through the home. Right. We, were, we once did a blower door test and I've, we've got a video of this somewhere, but my colleague's hair was literally standing on end because we're, we're depressurizing the home and, um, uh, you know, all of the air is just being sucked up right. uh, through a vertical column in the house. Yeah. So those are those are things that you that that might surprise you about, like where you're losing. And, and you lose big money there because you're paying mm -hmm. all this money to heat or cool the air in your home. Right. And then the air is just being sucked out of it. Plus, it's drafty and uncomfortable. And, and depending sure. on where the air is coming from, it's um, you may be sucking in air from the basement. And that's really unhealthy. Yeah. Wow. So, so you... that would be recommendation number one. Recommendation number two would be when your heating system breaks, um, think about buying the better model. Yes, it's more expensive up front, but right. over time it's gonna send you money. And here's another thing, make sure that your contractor is good and installs it well, because the difference between a well-installed and badly installed system can make the difference in a 40% difference in, in that particular thing's performance. Yeah, and I, I mean, and I think that's the, you know the important thing that another thing that Renew Missouri is really, 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 really trying to focus on right now is financing. Because I mean, look, uh, you know, a, a HVAC is that that equipment is not cheap. 
I am very lucky that I have a, uh, you know, I have a job that pays pretty well for a nonprofit. I also got a wife who does pretty well in her work. That's not not profit, <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, you know, but it is, I mean, you know, you're talking about 15, $16,000 to buy like a really good yep. air conditioning unit. And, you know, people, <clears throat> you know, who are living paycheck to paycheck and might have a house that, you know, they can barely keep up. Well, like, well I can't buy the nicer model, but you know, that's why it's so important for us to work on things like pay as you save with Amron and Evergy and Liberty and trying to make that a statewide program. That's why we're working really hard on developing a green, oh wait, I shouldn't call it green, infrastructure bank with the state of Missouri. I, I'm going to, the governor is going to come down and be very upset at me for using the phrase green infrastructure, where we are trying to make sure that there is capital available to people to do regular routine improvements to their houses or their businesses. Because as you said, like they should be investing in those better models. We just want to make sure they have the money to do it. Now I know who's hoping to finance um, uh, Renew Missouri. I'll pay my respects to your wife next time I see her or <laughs> when I meet her. But seriously, I, I do want to just call this out because I thought about it before, which is that I think the, I, I'm really impressed with what goes on with utility policy in, in Missouri. Um, it, it seems like it's, it's a really productive uh, environment where incentives are aligned and th people are working well. So I am hopeful that over time we can figure out a way to work with the utilities and get the utility incentives yeah. to support this program. Because James, I think your financing point is really good. Um, it's true. Like most people in the in the um, country live pay to paycheck to paycheck. God knows I was there for a big part of my oh, life. Me too. Yeah. And fifteen thousand dollars is is a scary amount of money. So. <sighs> Um, the financing helps so that you reduce it to a reasonable amount per month mm -hmm. and the um the rebates really help just reduce the total yep. cost and yep. then again just to, to beat this poor horse I, I will say this is where pearl certification is really helpful because you've got that additional thing this is going to help me recapture some of this investment when i sell so just an additional point of of um you know comfort as you enter into that that big purchase yeah yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, that, and that's right. And that's why it was important to me. And one of the reasons why this, this getting to this rollout has taken so long is because it was important to us to try to get the utilities to know what we're doing, to try to like start the process of trying to work with them on it. Because I do think it make it makes sense to me that if you were to like, say, you know, engage in, you know, some of the programs they offer, to make your house more efficient. You get some discounts, you get some rebates, maybe you get that financed through your utility bill as what would pay as you save does. I shouldn't say finance through your utility bill. It's like just an investment in your utility bill on that. I gotta be careful with the terminology I use, uh, that all that stuff should work together. Like we should not be doing this stuff separately. Like I don't want, like the one goal I have with in working with you and working with some of the people that you know, we've engaged with already who are going to try to make this a truly statewide program is making sure that we're not, we don't have one utility, like the utility working on getting people, you know, these, these improvements and then we're doing it. And then like, we've got like no coordination with that. And that's critical. To me. It kind of goes back to that point we were making earlier that it it really is you're creating a whole ecosystem. Yeah, so you've got contractors, real estate agents, appraisers, nonprofits, state agencies, utilities, everybody. The more all of us work together, the better this is going to be. Yeah, yeah, and I mean that's and that's one thing because we do. I mean, you mentioned that like you know utilities are 
are in a somewhat productive state here in Missouri. It's really true. I mean, we it, it's not always been the case. But in the past several years, maybe five or six years, we have seen a real shift into embracing this work. And it is it is certainly uh, something that makes it easier for us to I mean, we, we find ourselves aligned with the utilities and like trying to challenge regulators, trying to prevent these programs from being, um, you know, not only uh, offered, but also improved. So, you know, that's a I mean, that that is that's really good. Um, but and again, I think that this 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 kind of work we're doing that we're embarking on is going to have to really work hand in hand. So you got the HVAC stuff, you got the envelope stuff, um, you've got that kind of um, management of how much power you're using. And then ultimately you've got your base load, you know, the stuff that runs all the time, which I mean, you know that, I mean, like appliances aren't cheap to replace either, but newer appliances are much more efficient. When you, when you buy by the energy star, it's just that, that one really is as, as much of a no brainer as you can do. It doesn't have to be the $2,000 Bosch system, but just energy star is a really good indicator of, of relative quality. And also, I mean, I think, you know, one of the things that we, we focus on, one of the one of the projects we've been working on, we're still working on, is how much more those kind of improvements can, you know, help the indoor air quality of, your, of where you live. Um, you're talking about asthma. Um, that's a childhood asthma, especially. It can really see reductions if you're doing energy efficiency. So now, I mean, we've, we've, I think I've told you we're going to do this in 45 minutes. We're like over that now. I mean, so like now we're, so we're, we've got this program. We're going to include the press release on this email that goes out. I mean, the idea is that we are going to be trying to get people on this list to be a renewed Missouri home. And that's what we're calling it, I think, right? That's what we settled on. (laughs) Um, And so we want people to start, we want, to get people interested in this. We want to get real estate professionals aware of this as we're continuing to like build this up. We are going to have this like rollout where we're going to try to like attract people who want to see this as something that, that can be a, a benefit to their home, maybe a benefit to selling their home. And we're going to be working on having that as a, as a website. That's right. That That's a good thing for you to mention, right? Because one of the yeah. things that we will have, I mean, again, another part of this ecosystem is, is your website that will be a, a hub for um, uh, for anybody who has questions about these issues. And I thought maybe one other thing the listeners could take away is that as we roll out, one of the things that you may want to do um, is go to the Pearl website and sign up for a Green Door account. Oh, yeah. It's free. And the, the point is to provide you with resources on how to make how to find contractors, which we're busy recruiting right now, mm-hmm. or how to find real estate agents, or just how to understand your home, how to improve it, and how to level up that twelve hundred point system until you get to silver or gold. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that's and that's right. I mean, so I mean, I think we want to make sure that we enunciate how people can go to your website. What's your website address? So we are Pearl, just like the thing that you would find in the oyster, and mm. then certification. So Pearl Certification One Word dot com. Okay. And then there'll be like a green door. Exactly. There'll be like a button for that. You can just click on and that will, okay. So we want people to do that. Yep. And, 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 I, and I think, read about us as well. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, because, because another thing, because I want people to know like what our intention is from the room Missouri end is a lot of you are aware that we have the most saves.com website where you can go in, type in your zip code and find an energy efficiency program near you that's being offered by your utility. That's something we've done for a couple of years. It's pretty, um, 
it's pretty rudimentary. It's pretty like, like it's not like the fanciest website, but it does work most of the time. Um, most of the time, but we are going to eventually see this where these things are going to be together. So it's not as going to be like yeah. we're running this website too. These like we envision that you're going to go to that website and be like, are you looking for an energy efficiency program? Are you looking for an energy efficiency home? And you would click one of those two sides of your screen, and it would take you to a separate experience. And that is the vision. And I can't believe we're actually going to get to talk about it publicly. I feel like I've been talking about it forever, but this is great. <laughs> in, in three or six months, we're going to be living that vision. It's going to be awesome. In fact, we're already living the vision. It's great. Yeah, it really and is we exciting. are. I think this is going to be a very, very good partnership. I'm, I've enjoyed it so far, and I'm looking forward to more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I and I think I've already written in the text that you're like easily one of the nicest people I've ever worked with in my life. So because I know I, it requires a lot of patience to work with me. <laughs> Uh, but <laughs> it's been a pleasure and we won't make the joke that you are a lawyer and therefore we, that comment is no reflection on any of your possible colleagues right uh, it should be <laughs> there's a reason i'm not practicing law anymore full-time um you know but but also you know one of the things that is kind of going along with is you're talking about you're trying to recruit professionals contractors auditors we are talking about, you know, maybe, you know, working on, um, you know, kind of an organization that would be under the umbrella of our group that would be that would include utility professionals, contractors, real estate professionals that that has been a conversation because there used to be a group like that that um, was kind of created with a fellow Renew guru, Byron DeLear, who now works at Ygreen, who um, Byron's been a frequent guest on this podcast in a really interesting cat in his own right. Um you know, he's, he started this group a number of years ago. It's really kind of been dormant. Um, but we think that having an opportunity to have a kind of trade group for utility professionals, contractors, people who are interested in this, we're probably going to get that moving soon. So if you're listening to this, you know, things you want to do, if you're a homeowner, go to Pearl certification, read about Pearl, get signed up for that green door program. Um, but also if you're, if you're in the profession, we want to hear from you because we want you to be a part of this as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, oh, Robin and I are not going to be able to do this ourselves. Lord knows we've, we're not able to do it ourselves. We have an amazing group of stakeholders who have been working on this with us and everyone from our team that, that are in meetings and, you know, brainstorming on these ideas, but we need you if you're out there. And I know there's some of you listening. And we want this to not just be something where it's just contractors. We do see this as fully engaging with the utility companies and making sure that this is something that everybody is working on together. So, kumbaya. There you go. It takes a village. It, yes, it does. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, because I mean, like, because this is, like, listen, I mean, like, just in general, what we all do for a living is, 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 it's really exciting. It's really great. It's also very challenging because there's a lot going on with it. And for me, it's a, it's a matter of making sure it's all like moving in the right direction. It's move, like everyone's going to going in that way. That's been like the hardest part of this is um, figuring out who those people are, where they're going, making sure that maybe we should be going that direction. You know, so it's not just me saying like, oh, well, that's like what I want to do. It's like, well, no, what's the best way to do this? Um, it's been incredible, really. You know, that's, it's really well said as, as somebody 
for whom uh, energy efficiency is second career, or maybe a third if you can anthropology. Um, I, I've always been struck by just how smart and how dedicated the the people in this field. Mm -hmm. are. You know, it's, yeah. it's really a wonderful group of people to work with. So, I, I when I started doing utility work six years ago, when I was on the when I was on the state level working on the consumer advocacy side, I you know I had to work really hard to get myself up to speed with the level of talent. Yeah working in this world, it was, it was alarming because it's not very big, but the people doing it are really impressive. And I, I'm kind of talking like this, like we've already accomplished something big. We haven't yet. <laughs> we've just only started. Um, so I'm, ex you know, so we will be getting, there will be more information coming out about this, but this is like kind of the um, soft kickoff of sorts. And we're going to need to do this in 12 months and reflect on everything we did over those 12 months. But I, I again, I'm looking forward to it. I think we're really going to do great things. Oh, don't worry. I try to do these every other week. I'm always looking for someone to come on. <laughs> <up. laughs> uh, Summer, we do have some perennial guests, don't we, Philip? Yes, He's we sleeping. do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're going to have to edit much here, Philip. So that's the good thing about that. Um, but okay, so Robin LeBaron. Pearl certification, uh, go to that website, type it in, um, but you will be getting some more information about what we are doing. Um, also, I should uh, point out that in a couple of weeks, I will be uh, speaking at a conference uh, on this very topic and we will be giving people information about, um, about that. And if they wanna be registered for that, I think people can still register for that. It's in Nashville, Tennessee. So depending on which part of the state you're in, uh, you might actually be closer to there than you are to us here. I don't know if you knew that, Robin, but there are places in Missouri that, um, if you're in the boot heel, that little part of the of Missouri that's like you know kind of sticks out at the bottom, you yeah. are much closer to Nashville than you are to Jefferson City. Um, well, that actually, I hadn't thought of it like that, but that actually makes a whole ton of sense. Mm, yeah. That's very much the South, <laughs> and they would they would tell you that's the South. We have a interesting geographic diversity here in the state, but. Robin, is there anything else that we should tell these folks before I let you get back on with your life? <laughs> I, I think we gave them a lot to chew on, but I the only thing I'll say is that I, what James said about this being a community, I think is really true. So anybody listening, if you have questions, concerns, comments, thoughts about these issues, my guess is many of you care mm -hmm. and are really interested in energy efficiency. We really do welcome you as as people to help us think through how to develop all of these these um, things that we're doing. So think of yourselves as partners in this and don't hesitate to reach out. We're very accessible. I say that about Pearl and I, I venture to say that's true of Renew Missouri as well. I usually get back to you pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> usually. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, Robin, again, a million thanks for uh, being on here, for working with us, for continuing to work with us. And I'm really excited about how this is going to how this is going to really like become a new, like a new thing for Missouri. And I think hopefully will be something that we can see replicated like a, a lot of our other energy efficiency innovations in Missouri in other States. So I'm, I'm very proud of that work and I'm continue to be proud of that. So glad that we're on the same team with that. So we hope you all like what you heard today. Again, you have some call to action from this podcast, but if you just uh, want to be able to support Renew Gurus, you can do so by subscribing to us on all major podcast platforms. You can leave a review that helps us get uh, further bumped up into uh, other people's 
uh, um, their their awareness of us on those uh, on those um, on those uh, platforms as well. Or you can just share this on your social media platform. On behalf of Renew Missouri, this is James Owen speaking to you from Renew Gurus. We've been talking to Robin LeBaron, and until next time, we wish you well, we wish you a good day and a pleasant tomorrow.